What's up, everybody? It's your boy, Daniel James II, and I'm your host right here on Black Voices on the Hill. Black Voices on the Hill is a podcast and radio show for the culture. We center Black lives, amplify Black stories, and enhance the Black experience at Cornell University, Greater Ithaca, and beyond. Black Voices on the Hill topics range from racism, police brutality, colorism, sexism, to Greek life, leadership, and white elitism in the Ivy League. Black Voices on the Hill envisions a Cornell that is sensitive to the plight of its Black students, aware of the Black excellence in its college town, and unashamed about them changing the world. We see Black excellence like Cornell. We believe in Black empowerment. And we love the Black experience. Be sure to tune in to our Instagram at Black Voices on the Hill, or follow WVBR FM News on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. Visit us at our website at wvbr.com slash Black Voices. Subscribe, leave us a rating or review on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, literally everywhere. And be sure to tune in right here Every week, WVBR 93.5 on Fridays at 2 p.m. Listen, I'm super honored to have uh, in the studio today, I have, this is the first time having a musical artist, um, but he's he's literally everywhere, y'all, on Cornell's campus, and you definitely know him, um, an upcoming rapper that is, and, and musical artist in general, that is a couple of the rest. His name is William Neuro Jr. I'm gonna have him pronounce his name too. Um, but we got another junior in the house, y'all. Um, but you know him as Juan the Don, okay? Juan, say hello to the people. What's up, what's up, y'all? Yo, thanks, thanks, Daniel. I'm glad to be here. Um, yeah, I'm William Opokunro. Um, that's how you pronounce the other ones. I can't believe I just said my full government name on this thing. <laughs> um, but yeah, Junior as well. Uh, and I'm happy to be here. Man, I'm super happy to have you. And uh, tell us, what school are you in at Cornell? Uh, I'm in Arts and Sciences. Arts and Sciences, that's right, okay. Um, what's your major? Biology and society. Biology and society. Okay. Well, we'll get to that. We'll talk about that. Um, first of all, since you're an artist, normally we do a game on the show uh, called um, Name That Black Voice. All right. But since you're here, we're going to have you do Name That Black Lyric. Okay. And basically, um, I'll just name like a lyric from and I'll say it out. I might add some like, you know, some cadence to it. Okay, so you're going to either name the artist or the song title, okay? Um, okay? This should be fun. All right, this is my first time doing it. Okay, so this is the first one. This is a lyric from a song. I want to fold clothes for you. I want to make you feel good. Baby, I want to do the right thing. You can name the artist or the song title. I can't even, if I can remember the melody, I could get it, but I can't remember, like I recognize the lyrics, but no, nah, I don't know that one. I want okay, hold, on, hold on, hold on, hold on. <laughs> He's getting it. What's it? Usher? Nah. Uh, you want me to tell, you want me to give you a hint? This uh rapper, well, this rapper artist, he's from North Carolina. Dreamville. Oh, J. Cole. <laughs> J. Cole. Oh, yeah, yeah, J. Cole. <laughs> now you um, give too many hints. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I'm sorry, man. Um, and of course, uh, J. Cole, uh, that's folding clothes from For Your Eyes Only. Okay, this is the second one. All right. Um, this was like a huge, I remember this rap part. You could, kids would like legit just rap out on this part. It's super fast, okay? But I'm going to say it slow. And I'm feeling like I got to get away, get away, get away. Better. Mr. Rhymes, uh, don't look at, look at me now. Look at me now. 
I know that whole thing. I know that whole rap. You know that whole rap? Yeah. Your thing? Dang. Um, let's see. And then the last one's pretty easy. Um, well, that was Chris Brown, Look at Me Now, featuring Buster Rhymes, Lil Wayne. This last one. Yeah. These expensive, these is red bottoms, these is bloody shoes. <laughs> I'm dead, Cardi B. Cardi B, go that yellow. Okay. Um, well, was- that was good. Now, uh, you did excellent, um, man. So tell us, though, about how did uh, William Neuro Jr. Uh, or how did Juan the Don? How did how did that how did you get to the hill, man? How did you come to Cornell? Tell us about that. Um, I basically studied a lot. Um, because I don't know, I just I wanted I I really wanted to be a doctor, and so I went like the pre med track, studied a lot. Um, but I knew that like to get there, I had to like be good at science and all that. And um, my grandpa it was um one big influence on my life. Um, he actually passed away recently. Um, but yeah, he, yeah, no, 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 it's, it's fine. I just I thought like, I don't know, I had to say that because like, it's, it's, it's kind of central to the story and why I'm telling it right now. Um, but yeah, he, he pushed us, me and my brothers to like, do our best and everything, and especially academics. And so like, he would wake us up really early and we would study. Um, so we definitely worked. Um, and I, I, I just, I studied a lot, um, extracurriculars, all that. And then I applied. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that sounds like- uh, Oh, that was too boring. <laughs> no, 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 that's, no, amazing experience. Listen, I wanna talk though about, let's talk about the musical part because we know you're academic, we know you're super smart, we know biology, listen, just being in that major, I already know. This this kid is out of the, out of the water when it comes mm-hmm. to academics. But let's talk about the musical passion. Um, you know, a lot of great things are produced and and birthed in college campuses. Um, when it comes to musical talent, listen, I, I statistically probably three out of every five uh, kids that I meet does something musically or wants to be a you know, rap or anything. But you actually have been like very successful, especially and known on our campus for doing that. So I wanna ask, um, you know, if we look at famous rappers like Childish Gambino, you know, he started out at NYU and started sort of in his dorm room doing stuff and that's how he became who he was. Um, how did it start for you? Do you play like musical instruments or, or anything else other than um, sort of rapping and that type of thing? All I do is write lyrics and rap them and sing them. Um, yeah, that's always I always I always felt like uh, like a, a fake musician because I don't actually know any instruments. You gotta like really make beats. Um, but uh, yeah, no, all I do is write. What was the other part of that? And, and and how did that sort of start? I guess. Okay. And, and where did... Um, yeah, I I start. I was like thirteen when I when I when I first started writing. Um, yeah, no, I just I was inspired by Eminem. I think Bob Marley a lot, like, but Eminem's like my, my, one of my biggest influences for like when I started rapping. Like, I just liked how he, how he like played with words and like made, made punchlines and all that. Um, and so I started writing a lot, uh, trying to model my style after his. Um, and then I used to listen to a lot of 80s, 90s uh, rap. And just like, they, 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 back in those days, it was, it was more like lyric heavy. So like, I feel like 
So that's that's kind of where I started from. And then I only started doing it, like recording it and releasing it, um, like the beginning of my sophomore year at Cornell. Okay, so 80s, 90s rap. So um, did you listen to LL, Cool J? Did you listen to him? Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, so would you say you're more a Biggie or Tupac fan? Let me ask you that. Um, if I'm being honest, I don't like, I don't know too many by, by either. Like I know more, I know more Biggie. So Biggie, in short, yeah, Biggie. And, it's, and we're on the East Coast. So we got to be, yeah. got to pay for that. Yeah. Um, let me ask you, so, and you talked about 80s and 90s rap, and that was going to be sort of one, one of my questions was sort of just, you know, when it comes to musical influence, um, you already talked about Bob Marley and Eminem. Um, and I listen to you lyrically, a lot of what the rap tradition, I feel like, brings to the music space, whether it's hip hop, whether it's whatever the musical genre. Um, I think that part of what it brings to uh, music is telling the story. It's, it's telling the story, right? It's telling the story of our experience. And especially it was birthed out of really a black freedom struggle, if, I, if we really be honest about it. Um, I mean, even some of your lyrics, some of your songs, I think from your song A, you talk about if I'm elected in 2020, there's no telling what I'll do in office. 10 years later, I'm an activist. This is what it means to be black and this. Yeah. Um, how have you used your messaging, I guess, to speak to the culture right mm -hmm. now? Um, and we also living through this sort of crisis of racial injustice. How have you used it to speak to the culture right now? Mm -hmm. um, I just, I literally just, um, when, when, I, when I see things that like get me in my feels, um, it's, like, it's like my way of, it's just communication for me or just kind of channel it. Cause like, I don't really, I don't talk too much about like stuff that's like bothering me. I, I feel like, I don't know. So it's my way of like doing that, you know? Wow. So yeah, so like I, it's music. That's that's, that's just expression. Gosh. And it's, it's interesting because, uh, I don't know, in our, in our spaces, we definitely are taught to sort of be intellectual. So everything that you feel, you know, you have the space to talk about it. Uh, you have the platform to talk about it, um, but you sort of synthesize and, and are able to sort of do it in a different way and produce it in a way that makes it all feel like super relevant. Like, oh yeah, that's like, that's like how I'm feeling too. Um, your lyrics speak about a lot of things. You, you talk about your mom, um, you talk about Jesus. Yeah, I love my mom. <laughs> oh, I love my mom too. Um, you talk about Jesus, you talk about the black experience, college life relationships. What do you want people to, What's the message that you want people to get though when you listen to when you listen to your music? If you had to sort of sum up the theme of your music, what is it? Uh, energy, energy, like everything is energy, and like I feel like people shouldn't be shouldn't be afraid to like express themselves. Um, that sounds like it's really that's really corny. Like everybody says that like don't be afraid to express yourself and everything, but like that's that's the in the simplest way I can say it um, for me, like just do what you want. And like, my music is always like, I, I feel like people shouldn't read into it. Like if it's, if it's, if I'm saying something good, you, yeah, feel free to read into it. Like if it, if it makes you feel good, like feel free to read into it. But like, if it makes you feel a certain type of way, like don't, don't take it, don't, don't, don't read into it too much because that was like, I don't know. I don't want to say, cause 
it's never my intention because I know I've had like a few like problem problematic lyrics um people say like I I have a few of those but um sorry I'm rambling a little bit right now but no keep going um, you're good um, yeah no uh uh just positive vibes is what I'm trying to say positive vibes is is what is what I try to put in my music so yeah you know and and we see that sort of in the entertainment space that there's you know we're living in an age in which we do sort of have to you know make up or have some type of retribution if we have a misstep or a miss lyric um and then we're also learning the power of lyrics um in general just because we've had people actually like mess up mess up or like be communicating like all types of bad behavior that they were partaking in that hurt people. Um, you don't have any of that. But I think that it's really powerful to say like how how powerful lyrics are and how people aren't just looking for a vibe anymore, but like the messages. Do you think, or do, or do you think, do you think when people listen to music or rap in particular, they're listening more for a vibe or have you seen fluctuations that like, do people come up to you being like, man, I love when you talk about this, but they're like, no, it's just, a grind to help me through my studying or that type of thing. Do you think people listen more for lyrics or more for the beats when they listen to your music or, or just rap in general? Um, it's the melody, like for me, I just assume that what catches them first is the melody, like how it sounds, because like you only listen to music if it sounds good, like you're only attracted to it if it sounds good. And then after that comes the lyrics, like then, the, cause like if you like the sound, you'll keep listening to the sound and then you're like, oh, you'll start picking up the lyrics like the more you listen. Um, and then that's when you start thinking about like, what is he saying in these lyrics? Like, what are the, what are the, what's the message behind it? You know, so it goes from like to judgment. And then like, they decide whether they're gonna keep it good or bad. Um, yeah. Um, yeah. All right, so uh, you produce, it seems like it's a one man show, man. You, you write, produce. How do you get yourself out there to your listener? I'm assuming that you're um, you're, you're not ghostwriting. You, you're writing everything yourself. So so, but do you have sort of a team and everything with you? Yeah. Um. No, not necessarily a team, but I have like a lot of people who help me. Um. Shout out Mikey, 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 Mikey does all my um not production uh mixing and mastering. He mixes my ma and masters all my songs for me. Um. And he's like essential to the work rate because like it, like he's he's really quick with it and he's really good. Um, uh, shout out shout out Kweku William. He's like uh, basically one of my mentors. Uh, from he like I don't want to go into detail about like um, our relationship, like how we move and everything, but he's he's he, he's helped me a lot along the way. Um, and yeah, that's pretty much all I can think about right now. And the producers, like producers, always big shout outs to producers. Uh, Cooley Bambo, like a lot of producers I met online and just find their beats on YouTube and stuff. So yeah, so it's not just a one man show. I just write and record. I got you. Okay, um, but but it's still that seems so like labor intensive. I mean, I can't even begin to think what the process into that goes behind that. I want you to talk about Wonder World Records, what that is, but also um, then I want you to sort of just tackle. If I'm, if I, can anyone rap? Yeah, anyone can rap. I mean, if you got a voice, you can rap. 
You think? Yeah. So? Um, so you don't think it's a, a gift or anything? Like I mean, you have to like it. Is 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 what I think. Um, because you can't just like want something in this in a second and then just like, oh, I can't do it because I'm not as good as that person. That like it's it's stages. You have to like it to want to get into it. Like you can't. I don't know. Um. But yeah, so like it's not it's not it's not for everyone, but everyone like has the physical ability to do it. Um, yeah, I hope I answered that. <laughs> Absolutely. And tell us about Wonder World Records too, because mm -hmm. what is that? Oh, um, I'm dead. That's 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 a label. It's a label. It's a label. I don't want to say too much about it because it's in the early stages. But we have people working. We have people. People, people, people moving, shifting, doing all that technical stuff. Hey, Wanda Dunn, listen, I want to be signed. I need, I, I want to be signed. I'm dead. I'm dead. You rap, you sing? What? Um, I, I did have a, I mean, I, I played trombone for six years. Um, I was president of gospel choir, but I'm, I'm definitely not trying to go into music. So anyway, uh, <laughs> Uh, Wanda Don, I don't know if you remember this, okay, because you talked about you can't want things in the abstract and then just sort of expect it to happen. So for me, that reminds me of Bay. All right, so Wanda Don, I think, I don't know if you remember this, but I feel like I met you at Crew. Mm -hmm. um, I don't remember if you remember the Carry the Love Tour they had um, maybe two years ago. Did, have you ever been to Crew? Yeah, because maybe, yeah, you yeah, remember you... Crew? Um, I think it a Carry Love mm -hmm. Tour. And I remember the guy said, turn around um, and uh, do some type of dance move or come up with some type of dance move with the person behind you. And I don't know if you remember this, but I think I turned around, I think it was you. And we came up with some type of like uh, dance move to the worship song they were singing or something like that. But yeah, I remember that, I remember that. Yo, that's crazy. I, I had no idea that was you. <laughs> Oh my God, that was me. And so then I saw you on campus again. And so then I found out. But I remember that like so distinctly in my mind. I remember you uh, because then I heard about your music and everything. Yeah. So then I was like, dang, so he's music. Let's talk about faith. Okay, so I'm assuming you're a believer, right? Mm -hmm. Okay, and so um, being a Christian and not necessarily um, being a gospel quote unquote rapper, even though you do mention Jesus of Nazareth and here some and of your music um, here and there, um, but you're not necessarily like yeah. Lecrae. How, how do you navigate that space of being quote unquote saved? And I guess um, not necessarily being a gospel rapper. How does your family, how do you yeah. think about you can be a Christian, but not be a Christian quote unquote rapper? Yeah. You I mean, that's all very like, there's, there's such a deep discussion. Um, yeah. Uh, because like you have to know like exactly like what you're labeling and like what what your what your what everyone's definition of um of of Christian and non-Christian is. Um yeah. but yeah, no, I definitely don't like my music is not Christian music. Um yeah, I guess it's just it's 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 true to whatever I am at the point. Like I'm like, you know, I might, yeah. I might, I might <laughs> if I'm being completely honest, I might go through a phase where, or, or God forbid it's a phase, but like maybe if I get into Christian music, I'll be keep doing Christian music and like make gospel music. But like whatever I'm making at the point is just a reflection of like my headspace at the time. So if you hear more like, you know, I'm saying some, I'm saying a few like 
sexual lyrics and some. <laughs> oh, excuse my language. Excuse my language. Excuse my language. You can bleep that. You can bleep that. But um, yeah. Then like, uh, trying to filter less. But yeah, it's 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 definitely it's difficult. Um, my mom sometimes tells me like put more wholesome lyrics in my in my songs. Make more more wholesome music. She pushes for the wholesome music. Um, and maybe I should listen to her, but. I mean, the other the other stuff does numbers. The other, <laughs> the other stuff does more numbers. But yeah, I don't know. That's a whole moral discussion too. Like, why do why why are the numbers more important? Like, you know. Yeah, very true. Very true. No, I I, I feel you on the whole thing. I think even consumption as a consumer, my you know, of course, um, my sort of, sort of belief is just you know, what you hear sort of does have to, you know, watching your gates and everything. But I think that your music, like that being said, I'm gonna listen to both uh, a lot of gospel, of course, but I do listen to a lot of um, J. Cole is like one of my favorite rappers as well. Um, listen to your music, I was inspired. Of course, I'm an adult. So these explicit lyrics is not, you know, bad mm -hmm. or anything like that. And I didn't, and, I, and again, I talked about just the variety of your topic space too. Again, you talk about your mama. What's more wholesome than your mama? You know, so I think <laughs> yeah. So I think it it can be interesting. Listen, I have a question. Um, this is gonna be this is gonna put you on the spot, man. Are you ready for this, buddy? Um, so Juan the Don. So when I when I mentioned the whole um, lyric thing earlier, you were like, I know the whole verse. All right, you know yep. the whole verse. Um, you want to freestyle for us today? Wait, what does that have to do? I I, I can do that, but um, uh, because what, I was gonna say, say you can, because I mean you just always ready. So yeah, yeah. I guess you want to freestyle. Um, uh, can you uh, can you give me a word? Ah, uh, make it simple, a simple one. Don't think too hard. Boy. Joy. Joy. Jump for joy. I'm playing with these toys. I'm just that boy. Oh my gosh, I'm so coy. Y'all see a decoy and I hit that and drink that milk like soy. It's almond milk. I'm drinking silk. I'm fine as leather. I'm under the weather. I'm lighter than a feather. Oh my gosh, you can't even bled her because I go get her like David Getter when I'm on the speakers. This jockey, I'm writing letters to the bleachers, to the teachers, the ones I think they fine with their slim waist and I break their back spine when I'm drinking lime and lemon juice in the limelight. Why am I already saying this? Man, I don't know why my hindsight is looking backwards, fam. I'm the backwards handstand, man. I'm like Eminem stand. Okay. <laughs> All right. I'm done. Oh my I'm done. <laughs> Goodness. And see, and this sort of gets to this question. I wanted, I want you to talk about how do you develop that flow? Because that was going to be, and I want you to talk to like people who are like younger, maybe, and like doing this type of thing. How did you develop that flow? I gave you one word and you did <laughs> I'm dead. Tell me how you developed that. Um uh just practice. Uh I'm, it's really like I, it's not even like practice because practice makes it seems like make it make makes it seems like makes it seem like um you 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 like you work at it like it's something you don't want to do. Like no one wants to like practice, oh I gotta go rap. Like I just it's 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 repetitiveness. Like I just did it because I liked it. So I just like liked to play with the words and then slowly it just I just got better at it I guess. I'm still rusty though like <laughs> but I'm still always trying to perfect it. Man, wasn't nothing rusty about that but <laughs> thank um, you. Not a thing. Not a thing.
Listen, so Wanda Don, so you got a new single, right? Uh, it's called Rover. Uh, and tell us how that song came about. Um, what's it about? How'd you write it? Where can we get it? All that, um, tell us that. Um, so it came about one day when I was, I was just listening to beats because I, that's how I start like writing songs. Like I listened to the beats um, and that like Rover almost didn't exist. Like there was, there was like a short time frame between like I was deciding whether I should keep this or just like stop writing to it. Um, because like there are days when I just listen to beats and I don't think of anything good. And so like, I just kind of give up and I'm like sad the whole day. But um, with the Rover beat, I had, that, that was one of those beats. Like I had almost like given up on that beat. And then like I caught a flow one day and then I wrote a little bit and then I came back to it and like wrote a little bit more. And then um, I would like, and the reason it has like so many different topics in it is because like I would open a new note in my phone um, anytime I needed, anytime I listened to the beat. So I'd like write about so many different to topics it would like with the same flow and then put them all together. Um, then I recorded it and this was all within like the span of like a night in the morning. I spent like a, a like a many hours, many hours on it. Like I didn't eat for a long time. <laughs> I didn't eat for a long time. <laughs> um, but yeah. And then I recorded it and then sent it off to Mikey and then he sent it back um, real quick. And he said he liked it. And that's always a big compliment from him. Cause like I always ask for his honest opinion about my music and he gives me like his honest opinion. Like if it's not good, he'll tell me it's not good. Um, <laughs> and so like him saying he liked it like that, like, you know, I was like, okay, that means I, I might've done something here. Um, and then I put it out. It's on iTunes, Spotify, SoundCloud. Ah, and, and last question. Um, you've also done some like cool music videos, man. Um, Y'all need to go check out his Instagram too. Uh, tell me, what is it like doing music video production and that type of thing? Um, how have you been able to manage that? It doesn't feel as good as you think. It's a lot of planning. Um, and you you feel really awkward when you're when you're when you're behind the camera doing the music video. Like you feel you feel kind of dumb because like you're like you're supposed to perform, but you're also supposed to turn up, you know? Yeah. So like it's it's, it's it makes it a little bit awkward when you're filming. So you just gotta push past that. Like you just gotta be like really in the moment and like pay attention to the lyrics or music or whatever gets you in the zone and then just like do it. Um but it also can be fun. Like the one I did with um Jada. I don't know if you saw that Jezebel. Yeah, that was that was that was fun. Yeah, going out to the studio and doing all that. Um and yeah, no, but it's 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 cool. Oh, also shout out Nico Nefaris. Um you can find him on Instagram or Facebook. He's the one who directed my one take music video. He's he's dope. Um Binghamton. Super cool, man. Well listen, y'all, you've had it. It's one the dime. Uh, listen, uh, William, can you tell us your social media handles and everything you have, how we can stay in touch with you and updates and that type of thing? Um, Instagram, Juan the Don, one, number one at the end, and Twitter, um, Facebook, same, Juan the Don, no one. And yeah, hit my DM. Man. There we have it. Thank you so much for joining me. This has been the best. Listen, I didn't know about the freestyle, but listen, he did it. He, he, see, and this is like the type of talent. I'm telling you, like, Cornell has some amazing talent, but we have some amazing Black talent too. So um, y'all keep being authentically Black, be engaged, and uh, 
let's uh, stay together during this time to see when more and new upcoming episodes of Black Voices on the Hill, other Cornell news, follow at Black Voice on the Hill on Instagram, WVBR News on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. Visit us at our website at WVBR.com. Subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Overcast. Um, you can tell Alexa, play Black Voice on the Hill, or tune in right here on WVBR 93.5 FM every Friday at 2 p.m. Podcast release on Tuesdays. We'll see you next week. Shout out to my executive producers, Mike Seitz and Grace Fairchild. Peace out. Y'all.